Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer requests, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Our series is God Is, but tonight's message is, of course, God is our provider, but I, I kind of kind of tilted the, the title a little bit, Knowing God as Provider. Now, I know right away we think, man, God is our provider, then that, that's, it's got to be money, right? It's just money. Well, there's so much more to it. I was going to say, there's so much more to life than money. Now, we think about money a lot. We do. Not because we're greedy or we're jerks or we're bad people. I mean, life happens and you need, I mean, you need money to function in life. All right? It's the currency. It's exchange. But there's so much more than money. And God provides so much more than money. And he, he takes care of us. But let's go to Philippians 4.19, and I want you to look at this verse maybe in a different light tonight. I mentioned it Sunday morning. And this same God, this is Apostle Paul speaking, he says, and this same God who takes care of me, and that's you, right? So we can read this verse to ourselves and about ourselves. This same God who takes care of us, or me individually, will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, wow, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, do you think his glorious riches are just wealth? No, not just wealth. Mauricio, let me put you on the spot, if you don't mind, sir. Can you put up another translation? Can you put up the King James Version translation? That was not in the lineup, but if you can find it, Mauricio, I know you're, you're good at that. Um, let's do the same verse, sir, in uh, King James Version. Let's see what that says. What does that say? My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, that's a little more clear. Because the way the New Living Translation is written, it looks like, to me, it looks like it's just angling more toward something physical. But his riches in glory. Now, God's glory covers everything. Can't you imagine? Gold, silver, diamonds, that's all part of his glory. Riches, wealth, that's all part of his glory. But there's so much more to God than just physical wealth. Man, part of God's glory is that he is the healer. Part of God's glory is that he is the Savior. Part of God's glory is that he is the Creator. Part of God's glory, and this, is, this blows us away, our little minds, even if you've got a sharp mind. And I know everybody in here is smart, but man, it's hard to conceive this. He has always existed because he lives outside of time. How does that, how? How? The infinite God. How is he everywhere at once? Read that verse Sunday morning, and he said, I'm not just a God that's nearby, but I'm far away too. He's everywhere. He's omnipresent. He's all-knowing. He knows everything. He's everywhere. He's all-powerful. He's omnipotent. So his glory has so much more to do with so many things than just, just wealth and riches. It's not just money. He is a God and he's a provider of all that is good. Every good and perfect gift comes from God is what Scripture says. Okay, and I think one of these weeks in this series, I think I'm gonna we're gonna stumble across, not stumble across, we're gonna get into it that God is good, and we'll talk some more about that. But we know He is, and every message points to God and states that He is good. So first point tonight, we know that God as our provider, He also brings rest. I feel like this message is just as much for me as it is for you tonight, maybe more for me. Just was what's going on with our family, with my grandma Senna and different things. But man, how many of you know we all need rest in some ways? Sometimes it's sleep. 
But sometimes people sleep and they're dreaming all night about money problems, about different things. He gives rest. we got to know him as the provider of rest, the God who gives rest. Let's go to Matthew eleven twenty eight. He brings rest as our provider. He provides rest. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Anybody in here ever carried a heavy burden? Yeah, it was too much for you, wasn't it? It was too much. You had to get someone to help you, and you had to talk to the Lord about it. Let's read that verse again. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. How? How's he going to give you rest? Well, I, I feel like the main way that we rest in God is knowing that he's got everything covered. Just, you know, like, I, like you heard me pray tonight that going through this with my grandma, just we're still grieving my mom. We love her. We miss her. We're doing great. But you still miss her sometimes. You still cry because she, she was always there. She was part of everything. And, and Everything reminds you of her. I think I was telling Adrian before church tonight, I was like, I think it was a month ago, I was thinking, I need to call my mom. <laughs> I mean, here I was in the funeral thinking, man, I can't wait to text mom and tell her how much everybody loves her. <laughs> she was in heaven already. But God can bring us rest in these situations. Rest. See, it's not rest when you're stressed out or anxious or depressed or heavy hearted. I believe, and I don't know who needs to hear this tonight, this has become a revelation to me. Was it Sunday? It was Sunday, Monday, I don't remember, hearing about my grandma's heart attack, and I was just grieving. I was like, oh, man, it's about time for grandma to go, and we've known that, and my dad had mentioned it about a month ago that grandma's time is coming. But it's like in the midst of the sorrow, I felt joy. It's hard to explain. It's like there was hope. If we're going to get through this. God's still faithful. We're going to have kids. I may grow a ponytail. I'm just messing with y'all. I was just seeing if you're awake, man. I'm getting too serious in here. Everyone's like this. I didn't want to make anybody cry too bad. Man, I look like one of them Asian warriors with the bald heads and the real long ponytails, and they like put it up, and then they fight. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, if you're not into Asian movies, you need to get into them, man. God wants you to learn a little bit about that. Amen, Johnny? It's important. It's part of your culture to learn about other cultures. But even in the midst of the sorrow, I can see that God's bringing rest somehow. My wife says, baby, you look tired, but it's all going to be okay. She says, run to him as your high tower. I said, man, my love, that's all I know to do is run to God. Run to God. It's been programmed in me, but now it's just a habit. I just love God. I'm going to run to him. And I know every good and perfect gift comes from God. I don't understand everything, but I know this, that God is a provider of so much more than money. He's a provider of rest, and he brings rest. Let's read that verse again. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Rest is peace and calm. Praise God. That is so important. Let's go to the next one. This is, this is valuable. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through this chapter with you tonight. And this I love this chapter. But uh, look at my next point here. I believe that God, as our provider, he cancels fear. And knowing God is our provider, it will cancel fear. So let's go to Psalms 23. People are so familiar with this chapter and say, man, that's been read so many times. Yeah, but there's so much in it. That's why it's so popular. 
It's so popular, man. You can pray this thing. This is powerful. David was just, just praying. A lot of his psalms are prayers to God that he wrote down. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I like this translation. I have all that I need. He is my provider, so I have all that I need. He is my shepherd. What does a shepherd do? They protect the sheep. They watch over the sheep. They feed the sheep. Did you know they make sure the sheep don't overeat? Did you know? Did y'all know sheep are dumb animals? They're cute and lovely and wonderful. But God knew. He said, "Man, you are the the sheep. <laughs> You're the sheep of my my flock." I mean, God knew. He, he knew that we as believers many times were so much like sheep. And sheep, did you know they're blind? They can't see far. They can't see far. And they'll overeat until they fall over and die. Sheep are really interesting. And you got to take them to different pastures, but they're gentle, they're kind, and they know the voice of their master. And they're useful and they're a blessing. They grow. What do they grow? They grow wool. Yeah, man. Sheep are valuable. And they're a blessing, but they have their disadvantages. <laughs> it's very humbling to go, yes, Lord, I'm the sheep of your pasture. Wow, you know, I mean, it's hard to see things too far away. I'll, I'll undereat, I'll overeat, whatever, spiritually, physically. I mean, just, we need the Lord. We need a shepherd. And the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Wow, because of him, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. Isn't that nice? Do y'all like green? My wife, she said, baby, if I'm going to live over here and fulfill the calling of God and just be here in Hobbs, you got to have green grass for me. We moved into our house seven years ago, and I was like, as long as I edge it and mow it, man, it can be yellow. I just didn't even want to waste money on the water. I didn't, drying up the aquifer. I'm using all the water on our yard. She's like, baby, whatever it takes, we got, we'll just pay a little more. Please have a green yard for me. So several years back, I think it was 2014, I really got the revelation. We'd been in the house about three years. She goes, baby, I need green grass. So now she has green grass. We water the fire to that thing. There's something about green, though. It's very relaxing. It brings peace. He lets me rest. There's that word again, huh? Knowing God is your provider, it brings rest to you. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful Streams. How many of you like water? <laughs> he renews my strength. Oh, man, we need our strength renewed. We need Every day we need him to renew our strength, get us back to, to where we need to be in him. He guides me along right paths. Oh, man, this, this chapter, we could preach on it for a month, bringing honor to his name. When as he guides you, it brings glory and honor to him. Let's keep reading. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, some of you are going through some stuff right now. Some of you have been through some stuff this year with your family, with ailing relatives and just different things and maybe grief. And some of you, yeah, some of you are still grieving Pastor Barbara like me in some ways. And you, I, I can understand that. Some of you miss Pastor Barbara. Some of you miss some other ones that you've lost that have gone to heaven. But even when we walk through the darkest valley, wow, I will not be afraid. Why? For you are close beside me. One says, I will fear no evil for you are with me. You are with me, right beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. We're still talking to the Lord as our shepherd, huh? He's got stuff that, man, he can beat a wolf down. He can beat a bear down. He can beat an animal away from you, keep fear away from you. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Even when it's tough, you feel like the whole world is against you. God says, here's a whole banquet feast of whatever style food you want, <laughs> right? 
You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You're blessed. You're taken care of. Even though when you're going through trials and you feel like everything's turned against you, he's with you. And look at this. It says, you honor me by anointing what? My head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Let's keep reading. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Is that a promise? Like, what a promise. Surely your goodness, his God's goodness and his unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. So yes, yes, tonight I want to say that point two, knowing God is my provider, it cancels fear. To me, that chapter has always been a chapter that brings comfort and fights against fear. So I know that God, knowing him as provider, it cancels fear. How about this? Let's go to John 16, 24. John 16, 24. Check this out. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and look at what he says. He says, you haven't done this before. All right, we have now, but this was, this was new at the time. He said, ask using my name, and you will receive. That's powerful, because he's the provider, so you can ask, and he will provide it. Ask using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant what? Joy. How many of you have had an answered prayer recently? Raise your hand. I have. Does anybody know? I want to discuss this just for a minute. There's only about 20 plus of us, probably 23 people in here tonight, 24. Why does it give us so much joy to get a prayer answered? Does anybody know why? I don't know if I know. I think that's why I'm asking you. What's, what's your take on it? Because he's hearing you. That is a really good answer. A plus. A plus right there and a gold star. Gold stars don't stick on my forehead because my forehead's oily. It's weird that way. Why else? Anybody, why, why would it give you such great joy? There were several of you raised your hands and said, yeah, God's answered a prayer recently. Why does that give us great joy? He hears us. Why else? Anybody? You, you and then you. Yes, sir. Ah, oh, that's powerful. He, care, he cares for me. The God of the universe is to, like the planets are in orbit and stuff and there's cells replicating all this stuff that he's created and, and set to continue and he's answering our, our measly little prayers. And we are like a dot, not even a dot in a universe. If, if we were anything, we would be a grain of sand on the planet Earth if that was our Earth in the universe, a grain of sand. You know how much sand there is? We went to the beach in Guatemala and it was black sand. And I've been to a beach, and it was white sand and yellow sand, and there's zillions of them. Johnny, why, why, what's the big deal? Why does it give us such great joy for God to answer our prayers? And that gives you, gives you joy when you see that what he said is working. <laughs> That's interesting. Praise God. Anybody else? One more. Anybody else say, man, why, why does it give us such great joy to have an answered prayer? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, he's, he's concerned about details. That, and that ties into what, what Barry said. Praise God. I agree 100%. Yes, ma'am. 
Anybody else in here? Can I get a witness? God is real. Oh, yes, sis, he, he is real. Can I, can I share a story with you? I don't know if I've ever shared this on a Sunday morning. I don't remember. Maybe I've, I've mentioned it in passing. I'll never forget, we're staying at my grandparents' house, and um, I was with mom, and dad was doing evan- evangelistic work, and he was traveling. He was pastoring, but he was starting to travel as well. And so we were visiting grandpa and grandma, and I said, Mom, you know, kids have these great ideas, and I was about... I don't know, three and a half maybe. And I, I said, Mom, I'd, I'd like y'all to go ahead and, and, and give me a brother if you could. And I don't remember how I phrased it, but I was, I was always, always had a way with words, I think. And she, Mom didn't even hesitate. She goes, you pray and ask God for a brother. And I'll never forget the moment. I turned and walked away from her. And there was a, a little magazine rack that Grandpa and Grandma Treadwell had. And I remember I was a little bitty dude and I got down, I knelt down, and I put my hands together, I clasped my hands, and I said, Lord, in Jesus' name, give me a baby brother. That was it. But that prayer was so powerful, it must have been God's will, because not long after that, I remember mom telling me, you know what, babe? She'd say, babe. She said, you know what, babe? She said, I'm expecting. And I'll never forget what my response was. I said, man, I knew it. I don't know what that meant, but I think I meant, praise God, the Lord has answered my prayer according to what I have asked him. I think that's what that meant. But man, I love having a brother and sister, and I will tell you right now, um, my brother since he was born has been my best friend. And I I don't think I was always the best brother, but I think I, I, I gradually learned and got hold of the idea. I was always protective of him, but I I became a better brother as I got older, and I worked on it, and I, I just, oh, man, I, just to have a brother, man, and it was crazy because some people don't agree, and I don't think he looks that much like me, but some people have actually asked me, are y'all twins? And I'm like, no, no, and people have walked up to me and said, hey, are you Jonathan? Are you the commissioner? I'm like, and I've actually told people, no, and I like to mess with I'm like, no, I'm bald. Like, why would he have shaved his head? Right now, with that full, thick head of hair, nobody would recognize him. But I guess it wouldn't matter because they'd recognize him. They'd still think he was me or something. But, and others are like, y'all don't look nothing alike. But people even confuse us. He's such a blessing. And Jonathan has told me, man, I'm glad you live right, he said, because, man, people think you're me. <laughs> I've had people walk by and they're all, like, and I'm like, <laughs> like they know something. or they, Hey, Commissioner, how are you? I just shake their hand. Hi. And some have got, come up and go, something about you are you you're not Jonathan are you are you Jonathan I'm like no and they're like okay well yeah your hair's different and you seem like you might be a little taller maybe but I don't know yeah they, they confuse us but I said all that to say this it gave me great joy to have that prayer answered and it's the gift that keeps giving my brother's a real blessing real blessing to me my baby sister was a bonus she looked so different from me, man. You know, my white boy look that I have. And she was born with them little eyes and darker skin. And I told my mom, I know what she is. And I was, how old was I? About six and a half at the time. And I don't know why I said this. You'd think I was smarter than this. But I said, Mom, she's a Chinese baby. <laughs> I don't know if I was being funny because I don't remember the thoughts in my head when I said that. But 
it has given me great joy to have a baby sister as well. When you ask God and he's listening and he cares and you putting him first has worked and you say, man, God is real. He exists. He's powerful. He rewards people who seek him. Yeah, he gives great, great, great joy. He's a God who answers prayer. Let's go to Ephesians 5.15. Ephesians 5.15. And this is going to be my last point tonight. Knowing God as provider. All right. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Anybody, what is a fool? What do you think a fool is? That's a tough word, I know. And I know on the streets, they're like, hey, man, what's up, fool? But it was never meant to be used like that. Calling somebody a fool. Hey, moron. You know, what I mean, it's not good. Just so y'all know, I mean, fool's not a good word. What does fool mean to you? Anybody? An idiot? Careless. Okay, that's a good, that's a good answer. A good synonym. Careless, like they're just doing stuff. Not thinking about consequences. Well, this is saying, don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Let's keep going. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. I believe this text right here is saying that God wants us to be wise and balanced. Balanced. Let me tell you something foolish right now. Maybe we've done it this week. Maybe some of you have done it recently. I've learned not to. Because this affects others more, some people more than others. But some folks, it's cold in the morning and they go outside on concrete barefooted. That is foolish. <laughs> we have a house full of tile. We have one room left that has carpet, mostly tile and then a little floating wood floor in the office. But we've got so much tile. And man, that tile during this time of year is cold. It's cold, man. Like it'll make the hair stand up on you like it'll give you a chill but i have some little mini tonka moccasin type things and i slip those on so i don't have to be foolish and walk on cold tile i don't know about how you guys are but our our physiology is different all of us if i step on super super hot concrete enough or on cold surfaces enough it brings an imbalance in my body and i get sores in my mouth mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's genetic but i i think it is because my grandma said used to warn us about that Interesting. Don't be going, you'll, you'll get, get fever blisters or whatever. So, I believe that knowing God as provider teaches us balance. If I know that he's taking care of everything, then I'm going to be balanced in my thinking. I'm going to know that if God is really in control of my life, then I need to do everything in my life for his glory. If God is really in control, I've relinquished control to him, then I need to put him first. I need to walk wisely and not as a fool. If God is really my provider, and he's really in control of my life, and I know him as provider, then I'm going to obey him. Did you know scripture mentions the obedience of faith? The book of Romans, in the English Standard Version, it opens and it uses that phrase early on in the book of Romans. It says, bring them to the obedience of faith. And it says it at the end of the book. I find that fascinating because Romans is so full of so many things. But at the beginning and end of the book, it talks about the obedience of faith. Now, what does that mean? Well, if you really know God for who he is in your life, your provider, your creator, your savior, you're going to obey him. And when you obey him, that is a sign of your faith. Obedience is a sign of faith. You trust God. You know he is who he says he is. And you love him enough to say, 
you know what? I'm going to obey your commandments, and I will walk out your commandments, and that is my show of faith, obedience of faith. And I believe that is a real great teacher of balance when you really have a revelation of who God is as your provider, as your Lord, as the one who's always with you. Wow, the one who's by your side. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Praise God. Let's go over these points again tonight. Knowing God as provider. Well, knowing God as our provider, that brings rest, number one. Number two, it cancels fear. Number three, it gives joy. And number four, I believe, when you're in right relationship with God and you know Him for who He is and trust Him as your God, it teaches you balance. It causes you to be wise when you really know God and you're obeying His Word. And, and the book of Proverbs talks about just doing, fearing God, loving God, and fearing Him, respecting Him, makes you wise. That's the first step. That's the beginning of wisdom and knowledge is putting God first and fearing Him and respecting Him, okay? Let's bow our heads and let's close, close our eyes tonight. Let's pray together. Is there anybody in this house, before we go on and move on to anything, is there anybody in this house that says, Pastor Matt, I just need to get right with God.